what's the best shoe to wear, mate? <laughs> best shoe. Nike Adidas special. Uh, the air pump, the pump airs, so you can slam dunk like Jordan. What are the best shoes best, out there? Best shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love a good Nike. But no, oh yeah, um, best shoes uh, at the Cross moment. I'm on, I'm on, yeah, CrossFit. No. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. So I like Sketches at the moment. I'm onto them. Mm, mm, Sketches are comfy. Um, mainly just for cushioning. Like a lot of the um, uh, shoes these days are just not enough cushioning. So mm. they're just not enough padding under the feet and um, a lot of people are just going towards soft, really soft yeah. shoes. Not not so much as the big, bulky, supportive shoes. And yeah, yeah that's that's what I'm in at the moment and getting heaps of patience in them. So nice. So I'm yeah. putting everyone on them. I should do that, mate. The thing is I love the CrossFit shoes because of the response you get, but then me oh, walking yeah. around in them all day though, it's not – I don't think it's ideal to me walk around all day, especially with the bone and bone knee and how compressed it is and, and my hip's out of whack because of that. Oh, yeah. I Definitely. need to get a good pair of probably sketches. I remember I used to wear a pair that was super cushiony, but then when I trained in them, everything started mm. tightening up because it's overworking to stabilize. Yeah. Like, like a box jump or a double unders or running yeah. is fine, but, uh, yeah, it's that oh. – Purpose, isn't it? I guess. With yeah, definitely. It depends on the purpose too. Like they're they're good casual shoes, but any <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm definitely real. changes on on your purpose, what you're actually doing. So, so yeah, I won't wear the um the Julius Marlowe's while I'm doing some Olympic lifting, mate. I don't think it will really work. And so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised, man. Yeah, that's right, Chris. Dress up day. But uh, cool. Well, yeah. uh, look, welcome everyone to Real Dad Movement Podcast. We've got Cameron Bell. Cam's joining us today, talking. Talking fatherhood shoes, the reason that was our, our intro then, because Cam's a podiatrist and there is a difference between that and a paediatrician, which only took me all the way until fatherhood to realise the difference <laughs> <laughs> between a podiatrist and um, a paediatrician. <laughs> yes. Cam's had his own business for 10 years now, guys, Cessna Podiatry, is that right, Cam? Yeah, that's right. I've been out there for a couple of years, but yeah, I had, had one before that, but um yeah, so I've been out there for a few years, but I've had my own business for five years now, four or five years. Yep. Beautiful. Awesome, yep. mate. Well, so, um, let's start there, mate. Talk us through it. What's the experience of um, podiatrists working with feet? I mean, there must be an important. I'm huge on ankle mobility and, mm. and foot mechanics. Like, what are some of the crazy cases or things you've seen that it's really sort of drawn you into the changes that you can help people create? Oh, yeah, gee, where do you want to start? There's, there's heaps. Um, <laughs> yeah, over so over the, I'm nearly up to about 10 years experience now. So I've seen most things and I've treated most most things with the feet. So, and I'm still shocked. Like each each week I'll still be, be shocked at some of the things that I've seen. So, um, yeah, just people in general um, at the moment I'm finding arts looking after their feet in terms of um, just like keeping everything nice and loose and stretched and wearing the right shoes. Um, lots and lots of heaps of trouble with diabetes at the moment. So lots of, um, we see, especially where I'm at the moment, um, lots of diabetics that actually lose their feeling in their feet, lose their blood flow going down to their feet. And um, it's on a weekly basis, I'll see amputated toes and um, people who just can't feel their feet. So wow. it's just insane. So what goes on with, with diabetes in the feet? And just in general, um, see lots of... Um, any sort of issue like musculoskeletal issues like um, heel pain, um, Achilles pains, tears, um, anything, anything can walk in the door. So it's really, yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely changing. So over the past 10 years, I'm definitely noticing a big change in people. Yeah. There are more people with foot pain and, and um, just general everyday foot pain from not doing the right thing and just, yeah. Mm. yeah. 
Why do you think that is, mate? That it's getting it's getting worse. Is Nothing it on top of their feet and muscles? Yeah. Is it a lack of awareness or something, mate? Like, why do you feel that people are getting worse, or as a whole? Yeah, I think it's definitely um, two different areas, whichever you want to sort of dive into. So the um, musculoskeletal side of it, like your um, your general foot pain, I, I just think it's um, footwear has actually changed over the last few years. Um, there's so many different types of footwear out there and also people just aren't they're standing longer they're they're on a lot more yeah concrete surfaces people are mm. working longer um so they're just on their feet so much and um there's just no i don't know whether it's education or not no nothing out there for people to to know what's a good shoe and what's not a good shoe so a lot of it um probably 90 percent of people that walk in the door first thing i'll say is what shoes do you wear and um most of the time they're crap so if they can if they can swap that i I just think it's um yeah the shoes and also the the daily stresses of life to you know people in the the work life and they're they're not making time to stretch like simple things like if your hamstrings are tight you're more likely a lot more likely to get heel pain or foot pain or arch pain Mm. And it's just a general driving, driving a lot, things tighten up, and then you throw in increasing exercise workouts, and there you have a recipe for um, an injury. So yeah, well, that's what that's, I was going to say, mate. Surely, like with the foot pain, does that link up to other areas of the body? Like if people are coming in there, they're, they're disjointed at the base where we're connected to the earth. Like, <laughs> you reckon that travels up through knees, hips, back, and all that? Oh, definitely, definitely, yep, definitely. Most most cases of foot pain, what I find, it's not the foot seems to be an end result. It's not the actual foot that's the issue. It's something further up. Like it might be a lot of times it's, you know, like tight hamstrings, calf muscles, or just tight in general, you know, like lower back, things like that. So mm. it's all tied in. Um, and like we'll see a lot of people who drive long distances or that they're sitting, they're sitting occupations, mm. and everything just tightens right up. And most, you know, I'll say, do you have any other? pain do you have knee pain back pain and a lot of them so yep i've you know i've got a lower back issue that i'm getting treated by such rather so mm. it's all connected and then they come in with their foot pain sort of like an end end result mm. far out mate jesus uh it's something where I've, I've um definitely seen the benefits of trying to look after the discrepancies that i've had in my body and starting with ankles and feet through through mm. mobility and what i do in the gym and the huge role it plays but i'd love to get your tips mate on we can dive into like treatment and how to, because mm. prevention is better than cure, right? But how to, for you, how to look after yourself. But for you, mate, I'd love to know your tips on, I wrote four things down here, like best advice on what to look for and, and what to try and find and feel with a formal shoe, you know, like people who dress up in, in suits and those sorts of things for that line of work, casual shoe, a training shoe and a running shoe. Thoughts yeah, sure. on, on, yeah, best best sort of bits of advice for the common the folk out there listening for uh today yeah definitely yep so what i might do also i might actually name name a few brands as well and get really um granular on the details because i know it's hard to to find exactly what sort of shoe and i can yeah. say the general features but if i can name a few it might actually help. definitely so yeah, sure, mate. um for let's get into say dress shoes yep so with dress shoes um it depends on your foot type too so it, if you've got depending if you've got foot pain or not so if you've got um, foot pain, then you definitely want uh, a more supportive shoe um, with a bit more structure to it. But if you don't, it's not such an issue. And same with if you've got like a really um, flat foot, you want a bit more support. And if you've got a higher arch, you want a bit more cushioning. So there's a few variables in this, so it just depends on um, what your foot's like. But in general, a dress shoe, 
Um, probably best type of dress shoe is an Ascent dress shoe. So they're from the Athlete's Foot. Just a dress like black enclosed dress shoe, but they've got lots of support, lots of structure to the shoe, but they're also nice and soft and cushiony. Yep. Um, and there's also a few other brands, like I know Sketches, because I know I love them at the moment, but um, I know they've got a really softer dress style shoe, um, which is nice and lightweight if you don't have any foot issues. Um, just a general sort of black enclosed dress walking sort of shoe. Another one would be a Brooks, Brooks Addiction Walker is the name. So mm. a few different there. I could rattle off a few more, but they're probably your best. Yep few different types for, with a little bit more support and structure so for you to get mm. through the day a bit better. Yeah. Cool. Yep, so. what, what about like a, a training shoe like in a gym and then like a shoe for running? Yep. So with, okay, so with your training shoe, um, like if you're doing lots of weights, jumping, you know, all that sort of stuff, you want a shoe similar to your, your CrossFit shoes. So you want a flat shoe. You don't want something with too much of a heel. Mm. Um, so yeah, you want something like you um, – they still have the nanos, uh, Reebok yep. nanos, like something like that. It's just really flat, lightweight, flexible, um, not too much bulk, and so you can and still have lots of cushioning as well. Mm. So you, yeah, you don't want too much of those minimalist, um, like Vibram, really, really thin, very shoes. bare. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you don't want too much like that um, because you mm. still want a, a fair bit of softness under your foot. Um, but yeah, in particular, yeah, if you're doing lots of squats, you really don't want to a higher um, heel and shoe. So that's for sort of weights in the, in the in the gym itself. So I think there's a few different brands that have got similar shoes to that now. Like there's um, even, I think, Under Armour and Nike. Yeah, the Nike Metcons. Sort of flat. That a bad yeah. one I've worn before, yeah. Yep. And, um, like that. So hmm. the running? Yeah, running. I think uh, I, I remember you mentioning Kona's. I think one of my mates, um, Brenton, who does like some extreme triathlon stuff like that, I think he's talking about. Are they the ones that are massive? Like, yeah. So they're hawkers, hawker onions. Hawker, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So they're I actually wear those at the moment. They're awesome. So that's yep. probably what I'd jump to. Um, if you even if you got foot pain, they're really really good. So oh, moon shoes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Well, they're they're actually a what they call maximus shoe. Like you know, you okay. get a minimalist shoe like your, your Nike Freeze and yep. all that. These are Maxima shoes, so they they look really big and bulky, but they're just as light as a, a normal mm. lightweight ASIC. Right. So they're super light, but super cushioned. So they're really soft underfoot, yeah. um, and they they feel amazing. So they've got a bit of a um, sort of like a rocker rocker bottom sole. Yes. So it actually helps you. Helps you walk, helps you toe off, and when you're oh, yeah. running, it just feels amazing. So maybe I should get um, some for my knee, mate. You reckon that would work with my knee if I was going to yeah, go a salt runner and that? And- yeah, definitely. I'd definitely give them a, give them a go. Um, they do feel a little bit weird at first yeah. to get used to. So if you do get a bit of knee pain, be six foot eight tall instead of six foot four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they feel um, yeah, definitely. They feel a bit strange, but they're awesome. The hawkers, they um, yeah. they definitely um, got so much cushioning. So when you when you're running, you're not going to have as many of those injuries. So yeah, mm. I'd probably jump to the hawkers yeah. um, for your running. And then there's a few other brands like you've got your Brooks, Asics, New Balance um, shoes like that. So depending on your foot type again. So if you've got really 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 flat feet and you've already got knee issues, back issues, hip issues, um, I'd try the hawkers. Mm. Um, but if not, I'd probably go for a bit more supportive, um, like a, a Brooks Adrenaline is the name, um, with a little yep. bit more than more like a running, lightweight running shoe, but yep. they've got lots of support in them. So, yep. um, 
So yeah, I reckon the best thing would be to go into a good shoe store, get fitted, try on a heap of different shoes and see yep. what's actually comfortable in the store. So, what is a good um, store? Athletes Foot Yeah, probably Athletes. Yeah, Athletes Foot pretty good. They do a lot of training um, with the actual with podiatrists so they know a little bit more than some of the other stores. So, yep. going to, and they're everywhere too. So, yeah, they put you on a... I think it's got the fit print machine and, and do an overall assessment of your feet. But yeah, <laughs> it's cool. a general general guide to um yeah what your feet are doing as well. So it'll give you an idea of you roll in, roll out. But um yeah. that's that's what I'd probably recommend. Jump into hockers, see how you go. Yeah. If not, then um yeah, try one of the other bigger brands as well. So Absolutely. I'd probably steer clear of um uh especially if you're doing a lot of running. Um like you and you do have foot pain, so if you want to stay clear of Nikes and things like that, so you yeah. want a bit more structure to the shoe. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yep. And uh, just for the listeners there, like price yep. point-wise, is there much of a difference generally in price between all of them? Yeah, there is. So the looking anywhere from about one fifty to two fifty to yep. eighty. So yeah, just okay. depending on your um, hawkers, I think are about two forty, two fifty. So yeah, it's definitely better to get a bit more expensive shoe. You, yeah. you can definitely you pay what you get for what you pay for with shoes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, that was going to be yeah. my next because Cam is a as a father of two kids, is it, mate? Yep, two kids. Two yep. Kids. yep, Cam's a father too, and that was going to be my next point, mate. That I was going to bring across. Uh, we'll talk about fatherhood and, and business owning and and the training and finding yep. that balance in life, mate. In a minute, but I'm curious to know your thoughts and advice on children. Like, surely there's some value out there that parents need to know and understand when it comes to footwear and kids like because they're growing so quick and how to get them in the right structure so they can grow but the right support and comfort like what's what's your greatest feedback or advice and tips on on that mate it is yeah when they first start walking you actually want them as barefoot as possible so they can actually develop their little little muscles so you want um little shoes called pre-walkers you don't want big bulky shoes with a big thick sole okay then when they're like toddlers um running around a bit more you still want really really lightweight flexible shoes you don't want a big stiff sole supportive shoe yep um, and then once they go to school, they've got a bit more weight in them, their bones are a bit more formed. Um, that's when you get a bit more of a um, uh, supportive shoe, like a, you get ascent school shoes with a bit more support and structure to them. Um, and also good kids' shoes are um, skinny kids' shoes, which are really, um, really good for kids. So they're normal, lightweight, natural fibres, and they're actually good for yeah that sort of age group anyway so how do you how do you spell but, that mate? Um, so it's s yeah s-k-e-a-n-i-e skinny i'll look into them as well yeah and there's a few other mm. um few other different kid shoes like but you really want just your natural leather upper and, and a good lightweight midsole that's nice and flexible so they can actually you don't want to yeah little conver- i've seen kids in converse shoes at two years old they're just not <laughs> yeah, not yeah. good Crazy. What are, yep, what are so. some of the issues that you see, mate, if parents don't look after their kids and their shoes and their feet? Yeah, you get oh, kids, because it's such an important um, development stage, um, you can get lots of different issues like um, they can intoe a bit more, they can um, get lots of blistering, um, they can get um, skin reactions like eczema and um, contact dermatitis in the feet. Um, and you can actually affect their development in their feet as well. Like if you're putting them in the incorrect shoes, if they're too tight, um, that, that just causes all a range of issues. Yeah, I can imagine, mate. It's yeah, so, 
Well, so what do you think is the best thing? Because like, prevention is better than cure, and I want to see like, or if they do have irritations, like what would you suggest for people to really manage and look after their feet? It's an it's important thing. It's probably the ugliest part of the human body. Who knows? I'm not sure. But people tend to not talk about it much, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it's an important part, mate. It's what, it's what grounds us, what connects us. And uh, look, what would you suggest? Like uh, how, to, how to treat or self-treat or self-manage issues that, that people can have? Yeah, definitely. I'd probably start with just um, keeping all your muscles nice and loose, like doing a heap of stretching, um, getting yourself a foam roller or yep. lacrosse lacrosse ball, like a massage ball. Yep. Get one of those and um, just whenever you get a chance, like over night time, and we've got ours in the lounge room just on the floor, um, leave the ball there and actually just, you know, as simply as getting a lacrosse ball, massage ball, and just rolling your foot on it over night time, just really just trying to stretch out all those intrinsic foot muscles. Yeah. Um, and then jumping on the foam roller, stretching out all your calf muscles, hamstrings, mm. um, and really, really trying to um, stretch out all those muscles and because a lot of a lot of the issues are just coming from all that muscle tightness. So Yeah. Just, just, uh, mm. Yeah, and just yeah, get on the floor to a heap of stretching with your your hamstring stretches, calf muscle stretches at the same time. Yeah. Um, that that would yeah, it fixes a lot of issues. So sometimes well, a lot of the time when patients come in, we first start with that because I know that's that's a root cause. It's not it's not to do with their orthotics or their biomechanics or anything like that. It's purely just tightness in the muscles. Yeah. So jump on the floor. Free up free up yep. all the tissue and definitely yeah, I definitely say that. And you know the funny thing is though, sometimes I look at that and I'm like, well, is it a chicken and egg thing as well though? Like and not I'm not saying their their feet cause it, but it's like something in the position how they hold themselves, not necessarily standing but sitting or what they do for work, like you said, walking on hard concrete surfaces. Like, Do you feel like some of that stuff that people are doing in their daily routines, daily lives affects the muscles, which then affects the feet, which then affects the muscles again and it can become that vicious cycle? Like, if yeah. Is that something that you find could happen as well? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So there is a is a cycle there and that's that's a hard thing about treating some people too because you can get them, you can do all the massage you want and get all the um, – get all the biomechanics right but if there's an issue going on with you know if there's a uh you know on the different surfaces and if they're doing something in extrinsic is actually stirring it up it's hard to unless you remove that it's just a, yeah. it's a cycle yeah. <laughs> so that's where we do actually look at um everything that's going on when someone comes into the clinic too and just see exactly we try and find out exactly what's going on in the background too so yeah, absolutely. Oh, it sounds like you're bloody nailing it too, mate, from all sides, which is impressive, yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. So that's that's what I'll probably do, jump up, do a heap of stretching, just mm. try and rule out those sort of things. Mm. Yep. Yeah, sounds like you're bloody right in it, mate, with 10 years' experience. Love to know how that all fits into to family life, fatherhood, and, <laughs> and yourself, mate, training. Cam's a member of RDM. He's crushing at the moment and doing very well, but... We all have the up and down weeks, don't we, mate? And how does yeah. how does all that tie into like the business and then work and then your family and being a father and then for yourself? Yeah, definitely. How do you do it all, mate? How do you oh, about yeah. Give us <laughs> some <laughs> tips. <laughs> some tips. I don't know about that. I'm still trying to find it myself. <laughs> but it's definitely a um, definitely balancing act, as you know. It's it's just constantly, or it's not really balance, is it? We're sort of in in one end and out the other. It's, um, but yeah, I generally try. Um, I try to find a bit of a balance during the day. So I've actually um, had a fair bit to do with the kids from a young age. So I've actually tried to only work about three days a week, four days a week um, while they've been been little and my wife's been working the other days. Um, so 
doing all that and then trying to actually run a business as well and get some training in. So um, generally, I've, yeah, it's definitely a, definitely a hard thing to nail. I generally try and set up the day as much as I can. So generally, I'll try to get up um, well before the kids. Um, I normally set the alarm for 4, 4.30 um, <laughs> if I can try and get up then and actually get things done. Um, normally, I'll go jump straight on the computer and do a few things for work where there's actually no noise, no um, nothing around distracting me. So that's how I actually get the business side of it done. And then I actually either try and get get straight to the gym yep. um, and get a workout in really early. Um, or just I actually go to another room and actually just do a heap of stretching actually and, and put on – there's an app called Calm, Calm app. It's like a meditation app. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not not woo woo or anything like that at all, but it, it makes a huge difference. So just um, just having a bit of space um, and yeah. just trying to, even if it's ten minutes, to stick on that in peace, mm-hmm. and then it sets up the day. Like and, and then I find that everything else sort of the the balance of trying to do things with the kids and and do the business side of it and actually just eat well and train well. It's it sort of all starts from the morning routine. Yeah. Um, so that's what I, I try and start the day like that, and then. Yeah, if I'm going to work, I've obviously got to try and be switched on and, and give my best to the patients. So um, if I can start it like that, it, it generally makes a big difference. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely up and down. So I definitely have my not-so-good days and weeks. Yeah. Um, but especially being part of RDM, you get back on the horse a lot quicker. Like you're not blowing it too mm. much, especially with training and nutrition. So, mm. um, actually, I sort of manage my just every day and then just try and really – um, keep accountable like to you guys yep. at RDM and yep. and really try and just stick to it like that. But definitely, um, that's, yeah, uh, that's that's two plugs for free as well, guys. Just yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, um, and that's, that's, yeah. that's yeah. And oh, mate, myself included. And that's what I love about our group and what we do, as I do with most people. Well, with anyone I engage with, I guess being truthful and transparent. And I have rough times as well, mate. That's why I was curious, though. Obviously, you're part of the RDM system, and you're right. Guys have that level of accountability and motivation to get back on the horse. And it's funny. I've seen a lot of other trainers out there talk about uh, bagging or slagging motivation. Motivation, shit, doesn't mean this, doesn't mean that, blah blah. blah. I thought, well, it's funny because I've heard that a fair bit, mate, but motivation's a word. And when you look up the dictionary, it ties into words like reason and purpose. So you can pick any word you want. It's about what you connect with. And would you say that that's a fair assumption or a fair gauge in which you can use it to help you get back on when you feel like you're down and shit's hitting the fan, so to speak? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yep, definitely using that sort of... At least having something accountable and, and you're actually motivated to be part of the group too. Um, I think definitely having that, you wouldn't wouldn't do it otherwise um, unless you've had some sort of accountability. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Well, what's, what's and motivation. the motivation? Yeah, and that's – I feel like those things both lead into state, the state that we want to be in more often than not. And that, that's two things I want to touch on, mate. It seems like one of the best things for yourself is routine, structure, setting yep. up a plan. Would you say that's, that's fair? But what uh, what do you do in the in the rough times, mate? Like, what's something that you could share that could be helping a dad out there right now, who's listening to this and he has tough times as well? Like, what are your strategies? How do yeah, you definitely. That I um <laughs> can definitely answer. That. So I've um I I sort of revert back to this quite quite often. Um, yeah, 
few years ago, as you know, a bit of a story. A few years ago, I had a bit of a rough time. I had another business and it was just sort of consuming me um, and just really tried to try all these strategies to um, just get my head clear and actually focus on the kids and the business and, and also be a good husband and everything, all the shit that we all have to deal with. So I've tried heaps of different stuff and um, what I'd revert back to is um, just trying to get sleep um, and that's one thing I still struggle with and just trying to manage stress. So, and it all comes from that morning morning routine or even day, daily routine. So if I'm having really shit time and um, I'll revert back to this in the last few weeks, so I'll try and get to bed at 8, 8, 30, 9 o'clock at the latest if I can, set the alarm for four so you're still getting that eight hours, seven and a half, eight hours. Even though it sounds insane getting up that early, but you go into bed fairly early if you can. Yep. Um, and then I'll get up and then I'll get straight on to um, like getting the most important thing done. So if something is just really annoying me or if, if something's stressing me so much, I'll actually try and get that out of the way if I can, if it's not to be done in business. As you know, if it's things to be done for work-wise, I'll jump on the computer and, and try and address as much as I can in the early morning in peace and then I've got a clear head. Yeah. Um, and then actually write a bit of a plan like at four thirty in the morning, writing a bit of a plan of the day and just shit you need to get done to to free up that space in your head and um, do that and then yeah, do it. Just take a lot of time for yourself before the day even starts. Before shit hits a fan, so yeah. do some stretching, meditating, um, go for a run, do some sort of exercise in the morning. Um, yeah, and then so kids will be up at you know five thirty six o'clock and you've already got a lot of that out of your head you've already um done your stretching done your workout and you've sort of set up the whole morning so um and then if i'm really struggling same sort of thing i'll, I'll do that through lunch um just turn off everything i actually don't i try and turn off my phone another tip is um during the day like if if you can't get back to someone or do something in the hectic times i actually turn off my phone unless i can actually address it then and there yeah so not the little things like that, that it's yeah that sort of manage the whole day so you're not constantly trying to deal with the kids answer calls um you know yeah 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 just your general stuff you know get here get there so That's a lot of times put the, put the phone down unless i can actually i can't get back to someone or if there's no need to have it there i actually just turn it off or um put it on airplane mode and then yep. it's sort of fully present and just yeah. that alone like you just get in that you're a bit more have a bit more clarity and can actually yeah. give the kids 100% and whatever you're doing anyway. So I like that, mate, the airplane, mate, because like even if it's a message or a text or an email, by the time you, it takes your attention away, yep. you're reacting to whatever's there, you're unlocking it, you're reading, you're absorbing it. Even if it was literally flicking back a 30-second email, it's probably minutes and not just that and a compounding effect. It's minutes that you're investing in that and the minutes you've taken away from being in the flow of the state that you want to be in. To what's important to you, which mate, you do that five, six, seven, ten times a day. There goes three hours. <laughs> yeah, yep, definitely. It's and it's also like you carry on that too. Like if you if you get a message about you know anything sort of thing, or if something pops up on your phone, you automatically pick it up, look at it, and then you'll think about it for the next ten minutes, fifteen minutes. And it sort of takes you away from what you wanted to do. Even training, like if you take your phone to, I, I don't take my train uh, my phone into the gym at all. Because I know if it goes off, I'm looking at it. It takes you away from actually training. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's. Uh, I made a couple of notes here, mate, because I'm going to use that in my next talk. It sounds um 
that's awesome advice because what I took away from that as well is the crucial moments of our life, mate, which is just before you go to sleep and when you wake up, sleep and wake up, two very important moments because during the day you can do things like you said and have a bit more structure or planning and, and all of that. But how we how we carry ourselves into essentially really the most important part, your sleep and recovery and nutrition so that we can do other things and then how you start the day when you wake up, they're two huge parts, mate, that I've actually never addressed collectively together that would, it sounds like for yourself anyway, mate, helps you get, get on top. Yeah, it sure does. And it's not, not every day I do that either. Like I, I try to, but um, I think it's just in, I try to as most days that I can, but it's, mm. it's in those really tough times, especially if you're trying to train and you're trying to manage your kids and you're trying to work and you're doing all that. You need, um, well, I personally, and I know it would probably help a lot of your listeners as well, um, if you can sort of nail that nighttime and morning routine and, and just also get get a bit of a plan for the day before it even starts, before the <laughs> the kids run into bed and start screaming and carrying on. So yeah, and just throws everything out, doesn't it? So yeah, it's right. It does, mate. And, uh, yeah. and it's 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 good to always have a plan and then try and work the plan, mate. But there are variables, as you know, and that's a huge part of fatherhood. Like yeah. uh, like me today, uh, taking Crin's keys by accident in the car with me <laughs> up to the, to the gym, and she had a heap load of different things she had to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, it's yeah. Yeah, it was very, yes, in the doghouse, but that way. <laughs> it's funny, mate, I actually do. But before I go to bed, sometimes I just clear my head is I send myself an email, which I find works. I like writing. I still like writing, but I send myself an email, call it my to-dominate list. Oh, yeah. A couple of key things. And then when I punch it in there, I don't have to think about it anymore. And I find that's a real good switch. So for you guys listening as well or watching, uh, it's, it's a really good switch as well, I find, because once you do that, you mapped it out. It's all there. You've got some sort of structure, even if it's not down to the T. It's it's the key things like your power list or those top five things that you want to achieve. And then I can just wash my hands of it and relax and you know, go to bed. And things like Calm, that's really good. I like yeah. it. I like that app. That's uh, that's awesome, mate. Um, both for if you're winding down or if you were starting the morning. It's um yeah important to have that sort of stuff. I think there's a lot of power in music and frequencies with that and whatnot. Yeah, I think there is. Like it's it definitely if you can switch off and just fully be present with the. I just not think about anything else. It, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. So another another tip I try to try to do is actually I've read this book by Gary Keller called The One Thing. Have you read that? Yeah. I've heard of it. Uh, it's yeah. um, it's yeah, it's amazing. Like I've definitely tried to follow as much as I can with that. But basically, it's all about trying to trying to just do get one thing done that will make everything else easier. So yeah. if you just do one thing, that's um, that's on your to-do list, on your power list, what you're saying. Yep. Um, do one thing and that that will make everything else easier for the day. And you can apply that to everything, like even just <laughs> making your breakfast. Just just make your breakfast. Don't focus on yeah. the TV, the phone, the just or make a cup of tea. Just make a cup of tea, that's it. Yes. And then just be fully present, actually look at the tea, actually look at the water pool, and then you don't. Yeah. It's just so you don't have a bit of a monkey brain all day. Yeah, that's right, mate. So... Right. It's, um, that's what I try and really just, you know, I'll put that everywhere, just try and remind myself that to just focus on one thing at a time yeah. because you, you know, clear your head, you get more stuff done, you, you train better, yeah. you eat better. Yeah, some good power with that too because once you do the one thing, obviously automatically you probably go, cool, I've got that, I've really nailed that, what's the next one thing? That's not a bad way to be present in the present moment but actually accumulate over the day, getting it yeah. done, I'd imagine. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and you actually feel like you've accomplished. Yeah, accomplished. Put full effort into 
It's interesting that calm because I haven't listened to, I've got a playlist on Spotify called Perception and I haven't listened to that for the last five days in a row. I just haven't. It's, it's a bit funny. It's something I've done for nearly two years now and the last five days it just hasn't happened, which goes to show, guys, it's so hard to maintain good habits, let alone break bad habits and create new habits, all three. And uh, oh, it's funny because, yeah, I've been angrier. I've actually been angrier in the morning, mate. I've been <laughs> short-tempered and uh, short-fuse and, yeah, just felt a little bit sort of uh, like gritty at times. Still had some good days over the last five days, heaps of other things going on, Family, yeah. kids sick and all that. But, yeah, isn't that funny, hey, the, the power of starting your morning right and how we can quickly forget that which aligns us to the best way to start the day and what's important for us. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yep. No, definitely, definitely makes a huge difference. Especially, you know, if I'm struggling at all, like even getting back into training or getting if nutrition's been off, I just know if I can get that right mm. morning, get a few of those things. Even if it's just getting up early, doing some stretching, yeah, like just yeah, makes a huge difference. So, yep, awesome, mate. Well, uh, yeah, what's uh, what's on the agenda, mate? What's down the down the uh, path a little further for the rest of 2019 plans with both yourself RDM what you want to achieve physically mate and and in personal and, and business life what's ahead yeah so I'm pretty pretty happy at the moment with um with RDM like I'm, I'm definitely thanks mate yeah it's <laughs> definitely another plug there <laughs> so it's a um it's the best thing ever in case anyone wants to <laughs> but um yeah just um, try and stick to um, a lot of the yeah you, you lay it all out for us so let's stick to a lot of the workouts and really and just build the consistency still so um, and keeping that accountability so and just sort of coming into summer like we're doing the winter wars as you know um, yeah. to try and nail those and, and really try and keep the training up good so, fun with all the games and we've got 150 push-ups a day coming soon that's it yeah 21 days that's going to be epic <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> so yeah keep up keep up the consistency with that and just just try and nail nutrition through winter i think that's the hardest thing too so mm, mm. um yeah that with the rdm anyway um and just try and try and keep that consistent and family wise we've got yeah pretty busy time of year um like kids are uh, little girls at school and the older ones, uh, younger ones at preschool. So just, mm. yeah, just trying to really <laughs> live life with them actually, just try and really take it all in and not, not wish it away too much and try yeah. and be the, be the best dad for them. So um, I'm pretty busy at work at the moment. So I'm, I'm just trying to, again, just trying to do that balance. So yeah, um, yeah this, this year sort of coming into the later half of the year generally gets a lot busier with, with all that. So just stick to the routine and try and, yeah, keep a bit of a balance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, always that juggling act, isn't it, mate? And there's there's a few people out there who don't believe in balance and I think balance can be defined as whatever you want it to be. And for me, the definition of balance doesn't necessarily mean um, having balance every single moment of the day. Like you don't have to have balance in your life to still live a balanced life. I think there's times when priorities need to shift, as you said, mate, whether it's the kids and certain things or you get a good block of your training and your sleep and everything's fine there. So you make good increments there or work with business being busy. But, uh, but it is striking for those three things, isn't it, mate? Family, self and, and service or you know, work to yep. uh, create to add some value to the world. And uh, you're doing well, mate. You're doing really well from when you started with me. It's been, it's been great to see the, the changes in, in the journey so far. Yeah, no, it's been awesome. Yeah, no, I've really loved being a part of RDM. And, um, yeah, it's been great. So yeah, just on that too, like I think like balance, I think it's, it is funny 
what you say, isn't it? Like it's it's definitely not. You don't always have to be in balance. Mm. I think you, and yeah, same with me at the moment. You you generally all in on one thing or the other. So some some weeks I'm up till twelve o'clock, one o'clock, just getting work stuff done, and then sometimes I'm just like, yes, yeah, so we just had older girl had the day off school and we just focused on the kids did nothing else but just i'll just try and yeah because yeah. we had a bit of a crazy week and they're all out of sync so just just really focusing on them for one day letting everything else go i think it's definitely if you're trying to stay in balance <laughs> i think that's when things go wrong to be honest yeah, you I, I, yeah. look a lot don't you i agree mate massively because they're all those points are organic they've got a high level of fluidity because they're all involving people including yourself so you can uh, without manipulating or taking taking advantage you can definitely bank certain things like you said and then cash in on those at moments when it's important so you can bank a level of uh, interaction engagement and, and love and enjoyment and what you've done with the kids for a whole day but then your month on the sunday say for example then the monday we're kicking ass i've got i've got 14 hours straight we've got to do business i've got this 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 and that but you've you've, you've fed that part of your life in both your children and yourself and that's allowed you to invest a higher level of focus and and inject yourself more into that part of, of the business that you have to focus on for that day. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's... Mm, I, agree that's with, I agree with that for sure. Um, yeah, yeah the, the whole balance. It's like that thing I've heard before about people talking about um, building your weaknesses and, and trying to level... I don't believe in that. I believe in competency for sure across things that involve your life. I'm not looking to be um, the next neuroscientist or anything like that or you know, yep. next next artist to paint a big <laughs> Picasso. But, you know, for me it's about – I feel like being competent in certain areas that involve and include what's important to you in your life, fatherhood, business relationships, but also focusing heavily, heavily on your strengths, mate. Like we've all got different gifts to give the world. So that's a strength of yours. You want to triple down on that and just absolutely nail that. And that's going to, I feel, give you more leverage anyway in other areas of your life where you might not be as competent or as able to draw from, whether it's assisting or hiring extra help for certain parts or buying freedom from what you've done in certain areas to engage and do more things with the kids or with your family, like like you've done, mate, not you know, working the six, seven days a week and finding that that balance in its own way across the board. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, 100% agree with that. That's definitely true, isn't it? Um, yeah, definitely. I think we too, yeah, we definitely focus on too much of the um, the balance and try and do everything, don't we? So, And that yeah. applies to everything, exactly what, like you said. Like you can do that with business-wise instead of trying to focus on doing everything and being the <laughs> conductor yeah. of everything. You, If you can just do one yeah. do one thing and, and sort of offload things that you're not good at yeah. definitely um and same with you know kids and training yeah. and all that i think if yeah. you can, and again with training like if you just do what you enjoy i think you can probably stick at it a bit longer too rather than trying to um do different things that you're not good at and try and improve it sort of for the everyday trainer anyway so yeah yeah and, and yeah. yeah for sure mate and when you look at that it's um yeah, imagine that, like trying to do bits of everything. That, that'd that'd leave everyone unhappy and unfulfilled because you never dominate or, or own or be present or, or really fulfil any of those one points. That uh, oh, definitely. Know. Yeah, but see for yourself, mate. It's um, it's been a pleasure having you on, Cam. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me today. Yeah, it's it's, 
been great, mate. And seeing some of, hearing some of your story, mate, and what you do with, with podiatry and uh, there's so much value in that stuff, guys. There really is. If you're close to Cessnock, obviously check out Cam and Cessnock Podiatry if you're close enough to, to travel. But we'll look him up uh, online, mate. You'd have a website, I'd imagine. Yeah, got a website. Yep, cessnockpodiatry.net. Yeah. There That's we it. go. Yeah, so, any any question or anything you need, guys, sing out to, to Cam or myself otherwise. And, yeah, it's been great, mate, hearing your story, how you're handling some of those tips. Those were some great tips that I'll actually apply as well with myself, mate. Never stop learning. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, that's all right. Yeah, hopefully the um, yeah, footwear tips and a few of those help the listeners and yeah. feel that just a daily yeah. tip that I've found. Absolutely, mate. There's so much value. If you can move properly to that which, like I said before, you're connected to, mate, I think everything else can flow easier. Oh, it work, work better. So awesome. Yeah. Well, look, thanks again for jumping on today, mate, and appreciate right, your Bill. time. And uh, thank you also, guys, for watching or listening to this. And that is how the plantar fasciitis crumbles. <laughs> that's how the crumbles. It's that wraps up our Real Dad Movement podcast episode with Cam. Thanks again, mate. Thanks, guys, for joining us. And we'll see you on the flip side. Take care, guys. Thanks, Al. Cheers, mate. <laughs>